Skype of Cthulhu presents The Call of Cthulhu Scenario Secrets of the Kremlin by E.S. Erks uh, Let's see. So we got back to the hotel after finding the uh, secret secret in the tower. And uh, the guy told us that uh, where the Potovov and the other expedition members are being held uh, and told us how to get there. We're, of course, going to ignore that. Uh, the guy promised to get us uh, identification so Potovov we could get him out of the country. Then he died. Uh, we did talk to the woman we met the other night about getting a fake passport. I don't know how that resolved itself, but I guess we were going to talk to her tonight. We went back to the bell tower. Instead of going left, went right. Found what appeared to be a series of a circular staircase going down. Um, and at every door, there was some new new thing to be found. One, we're pretty sure that is where the uh, the Soviets have been storing people that have mental health issues. Another one stored a guy, one of the one of the uh, Red Army officers who had lost his eyes. He does not want to read the book. Uh, he kept going down and down. Eventually, he found a door that Potovas was inside. He wasn't going to come with us until we said the code word. And then he even wouldn't come back with us right away. He said, we need to get to the library. because Nothing ever goes wrong in a library. That's where we are. Heading down. That sounds reasonable. Uh, okay, so yeah, you're there uh, with Potapov. He wants to go down, says it's important. Over to you. Well, I think we're going with him because our whole point was to bring him back. It doesn't sound like he's coming back without it. So, mm-hmm. exactly. If it's important, then we go down to the library. Does he seem to know where he's going? Has he been in this place that we're going to before, or is he just sort of assuming? Uh, are you trying to? Or do you want to ask him that, or are you just trying to? I'm just trying to ascertain it. Interpret seem... that psychology. Yes. Oh man, dice. Uh, ooh, hard success. <clears throat> um, he has the air of someone who knows where he's going because he, you know, has been given directions, but hasn't been there himself. Hmm. Okay. Well, in the absence of better information, Henry's going to keep following. Yep. Okay. Uh, So Potapov will lead you out of the room and down the stairs. Um, Jim, quick Mm -hmm. question. As we're wandering down, um, how long has it been now? And like, how long do we think it's going to take to get back as well? Um, 
if you were to, you know, just go straight back with some amount of, you know, with some uh, uh, with some speed, uh, you know, walk quickly kind of thing and, and not take all these detours, <laughs> you could probably get back to the conference in 30, 40 minutes. Okay, cool. And so we've got time to come down here first of all, and get and still get back in time for the and bus. I, yeah, I think by now we're probably around two p.m. Maybe so you have a good two and a half hours left before the bus leaves. Okay, so I think we give this max an hour, and then we have to head back. I don't think we can spare that much longer than that. Okay. Mm. Okay. So Potipov will lead you out of the room, uh, down the spiral staircase, uh, which goes down again, kind of one more level, and comes to an end. This is now the end of the spiral staircase that you have been following. <clears throat> there is a door. Is it lit down here? Uh, only by the light which you bring with you. Okay, the candles. Okay. Well, I will try the door to see if it's unlocked. It is not. Mm. Hmm. I take it have... you want my... Yes, me. yes, that would be great. 95. No. Damn. This lock is quite jammed. Very jammed, actually. Well, do we want to try and shoulder the door if someone wants to help them? Uh, I could give it a whack with you. Uh, go ahead. 22 is a hard success. Uh, there you go. That will do. Comrade Dukov busts the door open, splinters inward, <clears throat> and you find a room, um, roughly the same size as the rooms above you. Uh, this room, however, is most definitely not empty, and it in fact, and in fact, it is lit. There are. There are um, electrical lights illuminating this room, just a few of them. It's not like it's flooded with light or anything like that. Um, the first thing you notice is that the room has a very kind of musty smell to it. The second thing you notice is that this room is indeed a library. Uh, three of the walls, including the wall with the door. Uh, are covered with bookshelves. Uh, the books appear to be quite old. There are a number of you know, all kind of shapes and sizes, <clears throat> thick and narrow and bound and unbound, and you know some that even look you know like they have you know wooden bindings, <clears throat> this kind of thing. Uh, there are. Uh, Two reading stands in the room, uh, both of which with books laying open on them. 
there is a single chair kind of off in one corner. Uh, the far wall directly across from the door uh, does not have bookshelves upon it. It is, in fact, just plain stone, uh, except for relief carvings. Uh, there appear to be three of them showing buildings of some kind, churches, cathedrals, this kind of thing. Uh, history roles, or oh. even education roles, probably. These are, hmm. should be pretty easy. A zero seven. A hard Ooh. success in my history roll. Yeah, same. Yeah, hard success on my history roll. Okay. <clears throat> so the identification of the buildings is fairly easy. Uh, one of them is St. Peter's Basilica in Rome. Uh, one of them is uh, St. Sophia Cathedral in Constantinople. Uh, and one of them is St. Basil's here in Moscow. Uh, those of you who passed your history roll uh, will clearly understand and recall prior to the revolution, uh, the czars you know, looked upon Moscow as the third Rome you know, Rome was Rome, and then it was Istanbul, Constantinople, right? And now it's, you know, from their perspective, Moscow. So that's the connection between these three carvings. Uh, Potipov, as he comes in the room, he he looks around. This is this is amazing. I I've heard of it, but. Did not believe that it actually exists. These these books are ancient. <laughs> he, he kind of he kind of walks the you know kind of slowly walk the perimeter of the room, and just kind of dragging his fingers along you know the spines of the books and kind of looking at them. Um, Potapov, we don't really have that much time. What are you looking for here? Oh yes, yes, of, of course. You're 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 right. If, if if this if the stories are true, if the rumors, of course, Saint Basil's, yes. And <clears throat> he'll kind of look at you for a second, and you know, look around for a second. You know, he he clearly wants to just you know sit and browse the library, right, and and have a look. But he'll kind of you know, grudgingly assent to your lack of time, and he walks over to. Uh, the reliefs. He looks at them. Saint Basil, it must be Basil's, of course, of course. The, the third Rome, yes, it, it must be here. Uh, and he starts, you know, kind of with his hands, you know, going over uh, the relief carving of Saint Basil's, uh, and you know, peering closely at it. I guess yeah. I will take a look as well to see if there's anything. Yeah. yeah. Spotting of the hill. Nope. Regular 17. success. I think I might have got a hard success. Um, that's right. Spot hidden. 
Oh, you know what? I'll spend the one point of luck and get an extreme success. <clears throat> there you go, Mr. Smirnoff. Um, <clears throat> and uh, Comrade Gukov, you 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 see this right after Comrade Smirnoff does. Um, near the very center of Saint Basil's. So all of the carvings are very are very smooth. They're very well executed. They are clearly old, um, you know, and a little worn, but they are um, delightfully well executed. <clears throat> but right near the window, right near the center of St. Basil's on the ground floor window, uh, there's a little bump in the window that, you know, clearly is out of place. Look at this. Point to it. Um, that doesn't look right. Is it a button? One way to find out. Press it. Go ahead, Potapov. You seem the most excited to be here. You should uncover its secrets. I'll just reach up and press it. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Uh, Potapov says thank you and reaches up as Comrade Smirnov jumps in front of him <clears throat> uh, and presses on the little bump and sure enough there is a grinding sound uh, and a section of the uh, wall below the carving of St. Basil's you know, kind of pops inward and then slides to the right and there is an opening in the wall. So does this go to St. Basil? What's going on, what above? We need to know. Why don't we just go in and find out? I will head inside. Yep, I will follow. Then I will follow. I'll let Potapov go before me and then follow. <clears throat> okay. Um, the tunnel leads in and slopes very slightly downwards uh, for maybe 20, 30 meters or so. Uh, and ends in an opening, which opens up into uh, a fairly large room. Um, as you can see into the room, the far side of the on the far side of the room, kind of opposite the opening, you can see um, a set of stairs leading up. Uh, near those stairs, there are uh, a handful of Red Army barrack tents that have been erected. Uh, when I say a handful, specifically, I mean three. Okay. <clears throat> um, opposite on the kind of on the on the other side of the stairs from the barrack tents, um, there are. Uh, two other kind of large tents that have been set up. Uh, they're kind of slight. They have that kind of slightly more permanent 
tent look about them? You know that they're combination canvas and wood. Um, one of them is sealed. Um, by which I mean, you know, the the you can kind of see the you know the shadow of of you know people in the tent, uh, but it is closed. Uh, and it's not just closed in a tent flap closed kind of way. It is closed tightly. You know, there's there's no gap. <laughs> you know, there's no flaps kind of partially open. It is it is sealed up quite tight. Um, in the middle of the room, you can see there is a pit in the room. Standing around the pit, there are five Red Army soldiers. Uh, all of them are holding flamethrowers pointed down into the pit. Uh. Spot hit rolls. <laughs> mm. Oh, nope. Zero two. I got a 50, which is a normal success for me. But Max is the best. Uh, Comrade Gukov, you very immediately can tell that all five of these soldiers are blind. Um. And as you as you watch for a few seconds, one of them will, you know, trigger their flamethrower and send a jet of flame down into the pit. And as he does so, there's kind of a squealing sound. Okay. Um, uh, they're blind. They're all blind. I'll whisper to the others. Should we? Yeah, they do not see. It's down there. Potapov, do you know anything? I... What are we looking for here? I heard uh, there was a blind. There was a blind man we passed in the Kremlin. Who? Um, what was his name? His name was Samyasov. Sorry, I'm mobile, so the notes are not directly handy. <laughs> um, and I do apologize. <coughs> um, one other thing that you notice in the room uh, against one of the walls uh, has clearly been, let's say, recently repaired. Right. You can tell the stonework is much, much more recent than the rest. You know, there's kind of a large, you know, like a large opening was, you know, cut or made in the wall uh, and then bricked back up again. Hmm. Does it look like the size of a doorway or something? No, it is much bigger than that. 
Well, they say much bigger. This thing down here. Um, yes, Potapov. There was a man, Samsonov, uh, in a Red Army major uniform. He was talking about that he didn't want to read the book anymore. Um, I mean, what do you what do you know about all this? The 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 creature though in the there's there's something in the pit something horrible and evil that that came from the meteor it is it is making a secreting some kind of substance which Stalin is using to make weapons horrible weapons they 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 may win the world for him but there's there's something else down here I, I wasn't sure if it was true, but that there, where the where the wall has been repaired, there's there's something else. I I, I don't know what it is. Some something years ago that uh, the Tsar brought. Well, what are the rumors that you heard? Uh, something something from the south and an expedition far to the south that found it and somehow using dark magic managed to bring it here and they they sealed it away and jim we don't see there's no way to get into behind that wall right it's completely blocked up that is correct um jim quick question i'm gonna glance around does it look like there's any sort of explosives here at all uh no how about some more how about another set of spot hidden rolls 89 zero six so extreme for me okay um so especially uh, so comrade smirnov you'll notice comrade gukov um as you're kind of looking at it and you will definitely notice so the the wall that's been repaired uh the mortar is cracking mm, yeah so like like i mean timeline wise if it was bricked up uh oh so it's not old but it is cracking like something's trying to get out yeah I, I leave such things to your own interpretation. All right. Um, can we go over to the to that wall and see if, if I don't know, see if we can pry a brick out uh, on the other side. Another, um, another one of the soldiers will trigger their flamethrower again, sending a blast of flame down into the pit. You hear that? squealing again stealth roll as you make your way out into the room uh jim if we move like when they're doing the flamethrower things hopefully that will help cover some of the noise i rolled a 95 by the way on my stuff <laughs> well i was going i didn't hear that you were coming with me oh sorry true apparently was, he is yeah, yeah. <laughs> I am not. I, I assume Potapov and I are waiting. 
Uh, that seems reasonable. Uh, Comrade Gukov, how did you do? Uh, well, I was going to burn luck if someone wasn't coming with me, but now that <laughs> <laughs> now that he failed, I'll fail as well. <laughs> um, okay. Um, you, the two of you are clearly stepping too loud. Uh, the five blind men will stay, will, you know, one of them will, will turn at the sound. Um, and, you know, call out uh, in Russian, attention, and all five of them will turn in your general direction. I can't, you know. <laughs> as best as blind can. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Uh, and stand at attention. Um, and the uh, the one who um, called out first, Comrade Stalin. Oh. Hmm. Uh, Jim, question. Mm-hmm. What would be the skill to... Uh, intimate, uh, or like you know, pretend to be try and pretend to be Stalin with his voice. Uh, character impressions. Huh. I don't see that in my spreadsheet. <laughs> yeah, me neither. <laughs> or my character sheet. <laughs> I turn around this a new edition. Yeah. <laughs> um, Fast talk? Hmm. Uh, say, say. Yeah. Say, uh, continue the good work. My apologies, comrade. I do not recognize your voice. That's okay. I was sent by Stalin, and he will be here shortly. He wanted me to inspect to make sure nothing was amiss. I will take that fast talk roll now. (laughs) Ah, 18 is, I think I'll burn the four points of luck to make that an extreme. Good choice. <laughs> uh, very well, thank you, thank you, comrade. Uh, you, I mean, you could see that he was, you know, maybe starting to figure finger the trigger on the on the flamethrower, but um, he's clearly convinced. Uh, comrade, <laughs> comrade, your comrade Yagoda should should, uh, should should be returning soon as well. He said he would be back. Uh, and then he will uh, call uh, return to post, and all five will turn back towards the pit, and one of the soldiers will send another blast of flame down into the pit, and there's squealing sound again. Hmm. And I will just continue walking at a normal pace over to the wall. Okay. And and I will follow. Uh, you do so. Uh, Mr. Wallace, you're 
maintaining your position? So just to be clear, there's there's some small tents over the side and two larger tents. Yes. Uh, but none of them. I mean, so what is there any there's activity in one of the larger tents, but there's doesn't seem anything with the smaller tents. Correct. I guess I will wander over to one of the smaller tents and open it up. OK, I'm. It is a barracks tent. There's a mm -hmm. there's a cot, a foot locker, um, you know, a few items of clothing. And not more than this. Uh, OK. Um, Potapov will follow you uh, and he will point to the the tent with the uh, movement in it. Uh, that that is where that must be where they are working They're They're studying the. Whatever the, the poison is that that foul thing is secreting. In any of the smaller tents, is there any weapon at all? Um, no. OK. So we have. I have no weapon. I have no weapon. I have none of us have the weapons. Yeah, other than a mean punch. Uh, I've got my pen. Remember, the pen is mightier than so. Yeah, good, 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 good. Uh, yes, but the pen is usually not mightier than the horrible, most likely tentacled, poisonous beast from somewhere else. Mm -hmm. True, true. There is that. Um, I will, uh, well, I'm going to wait and see what my comrades do with the wall before I do this incredibly stupid thing. Okay. Yeah. I want to try and, uh, I want to try and, you know, pry a brick out of the wall, see if, uh, see if we can tell what's behind it. I'll use my pen to chip away at the, you know, to get the, um, Stop motor. the motor, motor, that's it, the motor away. There you go. Um, give me a strength roll. You want to give me your pen? Okay, I'll give you my pen. Uh, it's a fail. Uh, okay. I, I will then. <laughs> if he's not doing too good a job, uh, that's a um, normal success. Uh, okay, um, Comrade Gukavi seemed to have some trouble operating the pen, I guess. Um, uh, Comrade Smirnov, um, Comrade Gukov must have loosened it enough. You can start to dig into uh, the uh, the mortar. Um, you know, it very clearly, you know, after the first, you know, millimeter scraping away the first millimeter or two of mortar, uh, it becomes much easier. The mortar is clearly very friable. Um, it starts to come out very easily. Uh, Mr. Wallace, what are you up to as you see them opening up the wall? Oh, no, I'm going to wait till they're done with their thing before I do this thing that will throw everything out of whack. OK. If there's nothing else to see, if the only thing left to sort of explore is that large tent. I am going to wait until they're done before I do my thing. OK. Um, comrades Guka, Comrade Smirnov, you managed to scrape away some mortar. And pull out 
one of the stones. And look in. Yeah. To find a sanity roll. Ninety-eight. Oh, wonderful. Uh, you may lose. Uh, <coughs> where is it? Not that. That. Uh, okay. Uh, you can lose twenty. Twenty. Wow. The full twenty. Um, and I wrote a zero two on my idea. I'm pretty sure that twenty is going to be at least twenty percent oh. of your currency. True. <laughs> that, oh, yeah, it's it's over it's over half money anyway. It's, no, no, not quite half. Not quite half. Uh, give me a d10. D10 two. Okay. Uh, as you look in and you see eyes in the darkness, just barely illuminated. But whatever in there, whatever is in there is black, and there are eyes, many of them moving around. And they lunge forward towards you. Um, how does your insanity um, manifest I'm, at this point? I'm sort of bordering on two things. Um, can I roll a D10? Go right ahead. Do whatever you want. Four. Rolling on the old table it means I gotta go find the old table. Where did it go? Where did it go? Oh, there it is. Uh, that guy. Doop -doo -doop -doo -doo. A ten will be uh, compulsion. This is gonna save us. I'm gonna start trying to dig it out. Okay. Well, hooray. Uh, we will be in dex order, in case that wasn't obvious, for <laughs> at least a moment. <laughs> Comrade Gukov, you see um, Comrade Smirnov kind of, you know, his, his eyes kind of go wide, and he starts to shake for a second, and then he just starts digging at the stone and the mortar, trying to pull it apart. All right. Um, <clears throat> I am going to... Uh, Calmly walk up behind one of the um, people with a flamethrower and push them into the pit and then go to the next one closest to him and try and wrestle the flamethrower away from him. Uh, okay. Give so me a cool. <laughs> give me a fighting brawl roll. Ninety-four. Uh, okay. So, hang on a second. <laughs> uh, where is it? There it is. Yeah, that's a lot. Uh, where is this thing? As you go to push the fellow into the pit, 
I mean, I'd assume I'd get a bonus die. Sure, you blind. Yeah, that was, go ahead. Roll a bonus. Blind. 64, still a fail. <laughs> yeah, but, you know, it 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 just means you, uh, I mean, you're still going to push him into the pit, as you pointed out. He is blind. Um, where are we here? Um, you know, you just kind of stumble a little bit. He kind of stumbles sideways and then falls in, you know, falls into the pit. You can make a sanity roll. Forty-five is a success. Uh, you can lose a D three. Uh, two. Okay. Uh, as you look into the pit, and sure enough, there is something that looks. It it almost looks like kind of a an egg shaped. A very rough, kind of irregular, egg-shaped, black and gray thing moving in the pit. Um, with there are uh, dozens and dozens of kind of long, ugly, um, spiked tentacles coming out of what would be the top of the egg, kind of waving about. The longest of which are not quite are almost but not quite able to reach the top of the pit mm, that must be the reason for the flamethrowers and as you as you push um, the fellow into the pit uh, the tentacles wrap around uh, him and you know they're covered in some kind of viscous goo and you can see his skin start to burn almost immediately and he just screams in pain mr wallace yes i i don't think i can see anything other than it looks like my two comrades are deeply paranoid or deeply scared about something i i i don't think i have any interest in getting involved in any of these things so i'm gonna wait because again my plan was to try to steal a flamethrower but once again the russians are one step ahead of me so i am I'm petrified by their uh quick quick uh, quick actions that seem to cause them nothing but pain i'm just gonna watch see what happens okay potopov will will yell out in surprise oh my god um the remaining four soldiers uh, we'll look around in confusion, kind of calling out to one another. Uh, are you there? What, what, what has happened? What has happened? What is going on? Um, party luck roll. I'm currently at 36. I'm currently at 23. Oh, God. I'm at 50. I'm Sounds kidding. like you, Gilbert. <laughs> 28. So, no. Okay. <laughs> so close. <laughs> I know. <laughs> um, there is a uh, one of, in their, in their panic and in, in calling out, one of the soldiers uh, triggers their flamethrower and a blast of flame erupts somewhere in the room. Luck, individual luck rolls. Oh, 
a fail for me. Hard success. 43 fail. Um, Potapov rolled a 99 on his... No! <laughs> no, the person we hit the side. <laughs> uh, ooh, ouch. Yes. Uh, and he just takes the blast from the flamethrower full in the face. He is completely engulfed. He screams in pain uh, and falls to the ground, just absolutely burning. Uh, from inside the sealed tent, you can hear voices. What, what is going on? What, what is happening out there? Uh, Comrade Smirnov, you continue to dig at the mortar. Yeah. Looking inside, you can see the eyes shifting and moving towards you. Yeah, I'll be um, saying, yes, yes, you'll save us, you'll save us. That's why. Comrade Gukov, you see the, the man you pushed into the pit just torn apart as he's burned and, you know, clearly some kind of acid covering those tentacles, and he is just absolutely ripped apart. You can make a sanity roll for causing such a... Horrible death. Success. I guess it doesn't bother you that much. Yeah. Your go. Um, I want to reach up behind the next soldier, and I just this this time I want to just kind of like try and snap his neck, um, and pull him away from the pit, so then I can then take the flamethrower away from him. Uh, fighting brawl with the bonus die. Uh, 13 and a 13, which is uh, regular success. <laughs> uh, you snap, you snap his neck in one easy motion. Uh, you can have his flamethrower in the next round, Mr. Wallace. Right. <clears throat> uh, do I think Potafov is dead, dead, or just screaming in pain? Oh, he is dead, dead. My reasons for being here just dropped off precipitously. Because hmm. uh, <laughs> uh, it was all about the money for Wallace. All about the money. But he will uh, he will also attack one of the blind soldiers to try to take away his, uh, his backpack. Fighting brawl with the bonus die. Uh, hard success. Uh, roll damage. Are you sorry? Are you trying to incapacitate him and then take the flamethrower? Are you just trying to off, trying to rip off the backpack from him? Okay, I think we'll just let you do that. Then you have a flamethrower. All right, I will figure it's got to be just a point and click type thing, and I will turn it towards the tent to see who comes flaming out of the tent. The bear. Uh, what is the, sorry, just a second. What is, okay. 2d6 damage plus burning. There you go. In case you were wondering. I was. Uh, okay. Uh, the remaining three, okay. So the soldier uh, will lash out back in your direction after you ripped his flamethrower away from you. Uh, but he, completely kind of you know is confused spins around overbalances and falls into the pit 
You hear screaming sounds. I can't imagine my eyes don't follow him into the pit. It feels like a sandy roll. It seems like a good idea. Uh, 82. Uh, D10. <laughs> I have a flamethrower and a D10. Seven. There you go. <laughs> no. Intelligence <clears throat> roll. Oh, I don't know if that's going to pass. Let's see. Uh, oh, so close. Can I burn luck to not pass? No, I, uh, <laughs> I, I, I passed the roll. Good job. Um, okay, uh, go ahead and roll me a d10. Seven. Okay, we'll come back to you. You can think about what your, how your insanity will manifest itself. Um, the sealed tent opens, and two men in lab coats come out. Uh, what what is going on? What who are you? What is going on? Um, Comrade Smirnov, you continue to pull away at the mortar, pull bricks open, pull bricks apart, um, mm -hmm. and as you do so, uh, the eyes start to push their way through the opening and they swarm and they kind of slide in a unpleasantly gelatin like uh, way out of the opening grabbing at you you can make it you can try to make a deck a dodge roll if you want hmm, i'm still insane aren't i eh, yeah uh, dodge roll. Ah, that's a failure. Okay. Uh, you can have 16 points of damage. Dead. Minus six. As the uh, Shoggoth wraps around you and tears you apart. Uh, Mr. Wallace and Comrade Gukov, you can both make sanity rolls as you see this thing <laughs> ooze out of the It's a hard success. Failure. Uh, I know the failure is a D is a D twenty. Mm -hmm. Aren't you already insane though? I am. Doesn't matter. It was a one. Okay. Uh, what is the success for Shoggoth? Uh, I lost it. Here it is. One D six. Damn it! Five. <laughs> Intelligence roll, Comrade Gukov. Success. Uh, D10, please. One. Oh, that's not bad. Um, and let's see. So you both saw the... Uh, Beast in the pit. Um, using the corpses of the two men who you have very cleverly given it to use as stepping stones, uh, you can see the tentacles start to reach up above the pit and it appears to be pulling itself out. Uh, Comrade Gukov, how does your temporary insanity that will only last this one single round manifest itself? 
As uh, there's a Shagath coming out of the wall and a dark young climbing out of the pit. And well, I'm going to say one thing. Uh, Max, the player, is hoping that there's like a Godzilla versus Mothra fight against these two things. Um, but I think Gukov is going to... Um, he was already pretty angry at all this. I think he's just going to fly into a blind rage and start spraying the flamethrower uh, towards everything in the pit area. <laughs> okay. Uh, give me a, a flamethrower rule. Rifle. Rifle. Oh. Much better at that skill. That's a success. And the 2d6 plus burn. That's five. Okay. And I forgot to get his. Sorry. Um, do, 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 Mr. Wallace, would you care to make a dex roll or a dodge roll as you, <clears throat> as Comrade Kukov uh, blasts a flamethrower in your direction? Oh, I thought he was blaming into the, putting into the pit. In the direction of the pit. <laughs> yep. Which, which at this point means you and the two soldiers are caught up I in the... Burn the luck to succeed in such a thing. Okay. Uh, you dive out of the way. Uh, and it is... So, Comrade Gukov, that was your one round of uh, temporary insanity. Mr. Wallace, you are temporarily insane for a little bit. How does it manifest? Um, well, I believe we're in a Cold War situation. Uh, and I'm going to start with the two men in the lab coats. And okay. if I happen to get that tent that they're at as well, and that catches on fire, all for the better. But I don't think I'm going to stop with those Russians. Okay. Uh, rightfully, you sort of roll. Yep. I will burn the luck for that to be a success because he is insane and why not? back from this one 2d6 uh, <laughs> two okay um you you mostly missed the two chemists they are just kind of scorched but they yell out in pain uh you definitely get the uh the tent i mean that's you know <laughs> it is it is stationary burning With no uh, <laughs> yes it is it is quickly engulfed in fire. I hope there's nothing particularly overly flammable or explosive in there. Um, uh, interesting <laughs> statement, says the person who knows what's in there. <laughs> well, you know, we'll see. We'll see. Um, the Shagath will continue, will completely crawl out of the wall um it is indeed making its way directly towards the pit comrade gukov would you give me a luck roll ninety four uh it will you're enough in the way that it will send out a pseudopod in your direction would you like to dodge I would indeed. That's a fail. I'm very sorry. 
Uh, you can have 26 points of damage. I'm liquefied. <laughs> you join me. <laughs> Damn. Mr. Wallace. Uh, continuing my rampage of flame. Uh, still at the two chemists or the two uh, blind soldiers? Yes, those are the two Russians that are still alive. Damn it. Uh, nope, don't do anything that time. Just flames licking out in crazy space. Okay. Uh, the uh, Give me a luck roll. If you would. Oh, sorry, hard success. Uh, okay, uh, the two soldiers are just kind of blasting away, <laughs> away randomly uh, at this point, kind of yelling in fear. Um, the two chemists uh, yell out in fear and run for the stairs. Uh, two of the dark young pulls itself up out of the pit, uh, tentacles wrapping around the two soldiers and pulling them to it and as they scream and yell and are ripped apart here go mr wallace uh i do not i want to try to step in in the way i don't know how these guys got around like around the pit going by the shoggoth but i'm going to try to step in their way with the flamethrower and try to get them at point blank range go ahead Ooh, zero seven. Roll some damage. I think a flamethrower should count as an impaling weapon. So max damage plus a roll. Oh, well, you are being very generous with your last player. Uh, <laughs> that's a 17 plus burn. Okay. Uh, they are well dead. Um, behind you, you can... You know, you can hear, maybe turn, slash, see uh, the dark young fully pull itself out of the pit as the Shagath races towards it. Okay. Uh, and yes, the uh, Max's desired <laughs> fight <laughs> is clearly on. If only he was here to see it. Um, yeah, so am I the last person left alive? Yes, you are. Well, at that point, I feel like I can run away. I was just interested in stopping the the Russians. Uh, I think we can, we can say with, uh, some reasonableness that, uh, uh Comrade Kravchuk, who, who was previously with you, um, for reasons, maybe, I guess you sent him back to the conference early, so he's no longer with you. I'm sure there was some rational reason for doing so. Uh, so are you headed back the way you came, or are you going up the stairs? Oh, that, I, going up the stairs, I'm hoping there's more Russians. Well, yeah, you're following the scientists that went up the stairs. Or no, I killed them. tried to go up the stairs. I, I burned them up. I'm going to keep, because maybe oh, they think well. there's more Russians to kill up there. So, yeah, I'm running up there. Okay. Uh, as you rush up the stairs, um, you can hear, you know, screeching and unpleasant noises 
behind you. Uh, the stone around you starts to kind of rumble and, and shake, you know, almost like there is an earthquake, as if two uh, large, unpleasant things are battling down there. Excellent. Um, by the time you get to the top of the stairs, your temporary insanity will have will have passed. Um, at that point, then I will drop the flamethrower because I feel like that's sort of obvious. Uh, and I will run for where I think I think there's safety. Okay. And I think we will call this to an end at this point. Um, why don't you give me one final <clears throat> either fast talk or persuade roll? Um, no, actually, give me a luck roll first, Mr. Wallace. Zero two. Uh, very good. Um, so as you you come up, you find yourself somewhere kind of deep within uh, <clears throat> the Kremlin rooms and offices. Uh, it is a bit of chaos at the moment um, as there are, you know, kind of you know, workers and secretaries and soldiers and guards and officials and stuff kind of you know, running around in a bit of a panic, not quite knowing what's going on uh, down below. And they're trying to get, you know, things in some amount of order. Uh, but you are very lucky uh, and managed to make your way out of these buildings and back towards presumably the conference where you can see uh, the conference attendees being rushed out uh, and back onto the buses. Uh, clearly they are, you know, evacuating. Uh, presumably, in, you know, you, you can join them without too much difficulty. There's enough chaos going on at this point. Uh, and you are bussed back to the hotel. And we'll figure out later where Mr. Wallace wants to go from there. Uh, the kind of shaking and the earthquaking, um, you know, lasts for maybe 15, 20 minutes altogether, uh, and then kind of dies away, and, and order is eventually restored. Uh, the journalistic conference, because that's what everyone cares about, of course, uh, <laughs> you know, <laughs> uh, ends early. The uh, the final day uh, does not happen. All the Westerners are, uh, you know, bundled out of town quickly, uh, except for perhaps Mr. Wallace, if he wants to stay around for the next adventure. Uh, he can meet up with Kravchuk, and Kravchuk can get him, you know. You know, off into Moscow if if you want, uh, or you know, you can just return to America and be done with I all think this nonsense. He is done with this nonsense. Yes, I don't. This went all bad in all the wrong ways. So, <laughs> um, and you, there will eventually be, uh, let's call it a press report from the Soviet government uh, of a large earthquake. Uh, that occurred in Moscow uh, during the journalistic conference. Um, there was no damage. Uh, no one was injured. Uh, only some minor damage to uh, the lower levels of the Kremlin. Uh, although, you know, you will, it's not made public, but uh, you will hear through channels, let's say, um, 
that the organizer uh, of the conference uh, is executed uh, for, you know, making the Soviet Union look bad in front of the West. The conference clearly didn't go well, didn't end well. So uh, the blame is given to him. And that's it.